Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 142. Suns fan here with Cinderin. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Can I get Mm. a round of applause? Today, I'm excited to announce Manscaped launched their ultra premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not so private parts, Cinder. And I'm talking about a leveled up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an mm. all in one skin and hair kit, kit, kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe. Literally, Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million okay. men worldwide. Who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and for 20% off and free shipping, put in the code we say things. So I have oh. the deodorant here, like I showed. Uh, we have body wash, we have body spray, we have chapstick. They got everything, guys. It's an all in one package that gives you everything you need to not be a disgusting, filthy degenerate like most people watching and hosting like the me. show are. Correct. So, again, go to manscaped.com, put in the We Say Things promo code to get 20% off, and free shipping. Good stuff. Thank you, Manscaped. You're the best. Uh, Patreon shout-outs this time around, Cinderman. You take the first Yes, I'll take the second. All right. Uh, As always, guys, thank you for supporting the podcast um, with any tier that you you do. the ones that we read out in the beginning like this are the in Bruges tier, which is the highest tier of uh, patron subscribers that we have. Uh, but if you want to be a patron, it's patreon.com slash we say things. I should we mention go. as well, before we go on, uh-huh. if you guys have any suggestions on how to improve pay, pay Patreon rewards, let us know. Because right now, I mean, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Like, we love your support. It's great. It has gone down a bit but not in the in Bruges tier. It's the other tiers that I'm more interested in how we can kind of improve the package as it were. Right now, there's the package that you can join the Discord, talk to us, give us questions. Uh, also, you can look at the outline ahead of time. I don't know how many people actually use that. Maybe it's not even useful. I, things like this would be good for us to know. And if you could think of stuff that would require Cinder and to not have to put any effort in that you guys would enjoy in oh. some capacity, please. That would be the best. It's a hard balance. That that sounds amazing. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, Okay, everybody. Here we go. In Bruges tier. Purchasing the In Bruges tier in hope you will promote my... in hope you will promote my Steam game four-play chess available to wishlist now. I have no shame. You've had no shame for like two months. Maybe maybe it's time (laughs) for something new. The Dota 2 card game artifact had heroes but did not live long enough to see itself become the villain. Uh, Valve did instead, though. Vovalicious, stop the war in Ukraine. This is madness. Please donate to the Ukrainian army. Roundy three, my name is not Oswald Chesterfield Cobblepot, Batman. It's dot dot dot. Games for falling asleep thinks Dota could have millions of players if it were marketed properly. Dota already has millions of players. Imagine. Disco Farm D, Vincent Darksey, Hakuna Matata, Commander Donut, Chakar's still an asshole. Milan, Miami, the Mega Pope. Nice to meet you, Shannon. Prince of Adult Diaper Scotton, TI in New Zealand. Also, thank you to Zen Xavier, Nate Thicko 01 Hamscroats, Bacon, Shark TM, Freshly Seasoned. Really feels like we're missing something there. <laughs> Dop, nothing to see here. Underscore Man, Eve Remort, no soup for you. Oh. What is what is Eve? Is that a is that the name? It's probably a movie quote or something. Well, no soup for you. I know what that is. Anywho, Ben Broomhead loves map changes and can't wait for the entire map to be new and fresh after the update. Agreed. Pitch Black, Wooden Aftertaste, Anonymous, and Peter. In almost two years of patronage, I have provided seventy six facts and only 
two of those were false Nibling. That's an interesting fact as well. I wonder. Now, I would oh, like damn. to know, were the two false ones on purpose or were you just mistaken? Big difference. Or have all of them been correct and what he just wrote oh. is what's incorrect and therefore two are fake? Wow. Because if he said one, that would be correct because this one is wrong. Wow, that's actually... Somebody's going to have to go back and read all Wait, of them hang on. and calculate. So if you wrote... This is good, Shannon. If you wrote, I've provided 76 facts and only one was false, mm-hmm. that couldn't have been this one because it's not false then. Then it would have been true. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as always, uh, my favorite time of the year is coming up, Cinder, and it's daylight savings time in the United oh, States. We're of America. digging deep in the podcast for this one, that's for sure. <laughs> well, this is we some, love discussing this every year. Though. We talk that's about this gross. twice a year, and both of us forget how it works. And again, it's very complicated because I live in Arizona that doesn't change time zones, but because it's not changing time zones, it is changing time zones, if that makes sense. Uh, oh no! Let me rephrase. We actually—is this another Peter fact? <laughs> we change time zones. We don't change time. Does that make sense? Maybe that will be a little more clear to yes, people. Yes, that makes so, sense. So, so as of next week, for me in Arizona, it will be an hour earlier. Thank fucking God. Okay. Does that change it for you though? Because, or do you? We have to wait for you to change. I don't know how. My works. time is changing on March twenty seventh. Okay, so for a week, for like two weeks, mm-hmm. will you be waking up earlier or the same time? The same time, because CET isn't moving, and we're doing it based on CET, right? All right, I'll trust you on this, but we'll see if, if CET is out. the time we use for this, <laughs> and I, my time isn't moving, then yes, I'm getting up oh, at the same I, time. So is it an hour earlier for me, or do I have to wait two weeks for it to be an hour earlier for me? Well, well you're... Oh, I, God, here we go again. <laughs> Okay. Six months. <laughs> so my time is not changing. Yes. Your time is what's your time called? Right now, or will it be? Just the, the time zone you're in. What's it called? Right now. Well, we don't have it's called the Arizona time zone. Okay, what's it called currently? MST. Okay. And what's the one you're getting after called? PST. Uh yeah. You're you will be one hour earlier. Okay. Once you switch to PST. And then MST is eight hours ahead of mine and central and the Okay, so it's gonna uh, be an hour PC earlier for me. And then for you, nothing yeah. changes until two weeks yeah. and then you're getting up earlier, correct? Which is your favorite thing. Uh then in two weeks I will get up an hour later. Okay, well, I don't even care anymore. This, this no, I'll get up an hour earlier. Yes, right. that's what I thought. Yes, that, that's what I thought. Correct. So, again, the Correct. reason we get confused, the only reason we get confused is because Arizona is weird, which I actually like. But and because the, I'm really bad with this. Okay, that, that works as well. Uh, next thing, I have a Suns fan recommends. It Oy. is a new show called Winning Time on HBO. Or is it called Winning Time? Winning time. It's actually one of the worst wow. names of a show I I've ever heard. Unless the duality of the name means something, Shannon. It doesn't. Uh it's based oh. off of a book called Showtime, I think, something like that. They couldn't use the name because obviously there's a sh- there's the Showtime channel which competes with HBO. You would be surprised that I'm recommending this in there. It is a I, Shannon, l- let me hold it right there. There is there no dual meaning to the title. Can't you win time in basketball by playing slow? Yes. If you're running the clock, you isn't don't it called it, winning time? Y- no, you don't call it winning time. No, it's just draining. You do clock. now. That's a really genius title. Good job, everybody. Okay, winning this. time on HBO is a it's show called winning time about the Showtime Lakers. I am actually promoting a show about the Los Angeles Lakers, of whom. The team, the fans, everybody associated with them, I cannot stand to the highest degree. There's only one episode out right now, but it's really fucking good. Extremely good. 
<laughs> I'm not laughing at what you're saying. I'm not like this was like I just saw a hilarious comment in chat from OG the Takoji. Winning time is about daylight saving. <laughs> it's about the conversation about daylight savings time. <laughs> Everybody loses, man. That's good. That's a good comment. Thank you. So this right, so it's good. This particular Something season with Lakers, that's good. is about the Showtime Lakers, which is when Magic Johnson played in the late at the mid 80s late 80s and then ended up getting hiv in early 90s i believe uh very important time for the nba the acting is incredible the dialogue is great now i'm not going to spoil anything but there's a couple of moments what about the special effects there's no special effects there's a couple oh. moments where i'm like then i like because they're portraying characters that i'm very familiar with right and they're doing so apparently quite liberally because at first I was very taken aback that certain characters, like people that they're portraying are like douche nozzles when in fact they're not really douche nozzles. They're just making them douche nozzles for the show. So it's not really a documentary, but so they take their liberties. But it is extremely good. It has John C. Riley playing uh, the main character, which is Jerry Buss, the old, well, he's now deceased, the owner of the old owner of the Lakers. Uh I think that generally speaking, if you don't like basketball, you probably will still like the show. Uh, would it be interested to hear what other people think, though, that don't like basketball? But it's just genuinely a very good show. So I would recommend. Okay. Shannon, I need you to put a genre on this, okay? Because I'm getting really mixed signals here. I go to IMDb. It says it's a biography drama about sport. And when I Google it, it says it's a dark comedy. I would it's more of a dark comedy, but it's using facts and just being liberal with them in like exaggerating okay. certain things, if that makes sense. So it's not like the details aren't 100% accurate, but what generally happens in the show will be true, if that makes sense. Uh, okay. But yeah, I, I would highly recommend it for people uh, out there. Okay. I'll watch it as soon as I'm done with my other thing that I'm watching for you. Yeah. Uh, Lakers also suck absolute ass right now. Uh, so that makes Ooh. me really happy. That's why I can That's enjoy good, the right? show. Okay. okay, let's get started with the Dota 2 section. Uh, we got Gamers Galaxy, Cinderin, just finished yep. up. Uh, I watched a bit. I did not get to watch the finals, but I heard it was uh, there was some casting done by No Tail, Sumail, and Kuroki, which people really liked. Mm -hmm. It's always cool. But again, it feels like this happens all the time. I'm actually going to bring up the graphic now. Tundra go to the grand finals, upper bracket, and then lose I, in five games. I think we've seen this like three times at least in the last year. Of course, this is the new roster with Soxa. Yeah, I mean, if you want to start a little bit earlier, this they surpassed my expectations clearly here for a couple of reasons. I thought they were going to look weaker without Fata. That was my personal expectation, mm -hmm. uh, but. They had a really great run here. They went 3-1 and one in their group, which was tied for first. Uh, and then, like you said, they got through the upper bracket final all the way, and they were up 2-1 and one in the finals, which they then ended up losing to uh, a really hot team that I had expectations for, which was really cool to see them deliver uh, in Boom. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. my One of my favorite teams to really stand out this year, uh, Boom Esports, who crushed an SEA in the DPC, uh, were looking hot here on LAN as well. And you know, a lot of the time, some teams just look better online, right? And Boom is one of the teams that is just performing in both avenues, which is really, really a very good sign for them. Uh, on the flip side, we have a team like TSM that were starting to look really good toward the end of the NADPC with their final or the regional finals against EG in the grand finals. Um, they get to land, not the best showing from them. They went one and three in groups. Um, and then... They got to the play-in and lost to Secret. Um, two to one, though. So they didn't get, like, rolled. But, um, yeah. They, they were not looking as impressive. Then you had uh, Team Spirit, a lot of people's favorites to win the whole thing. Uh, they were playing with one stand-in for Mira. They had... Who was it they had instead? Roger. That's right. Um, Team Spirit got fifth, sixth, I think? No, fourth. They did get fourth. Um... I guess those are the biggest storylines. And then you had uh, Spirit, or sorry, Team Secret and OG, two of the really big European teams that didn't look too great during the regional play and regional finals. And this time around as well, they get a, a fifth, sixth place uh, finish, both of them. Um, Nygma Galaxy, though. Yeah. Top three. Um, 
their best showing in a really long time. Like Nigma have kind of fallen off uh, as of late, but they played a really good tournament. So that has me hopeful that they're kind of coming back now. And they are just a land team, which will also explain why they've struggled in the last year in that case, right? Yep. Uh, most of the stuff's been online. Yeah, we should have. We did mention this last week, I think. But uh, well, in addition to Fnatic not making out of Group A, VP was disqualified before the tournament even started uh, because yeah. of the whole Ukraine Russia thing. And I, if I'm not mistaken, they were offered, they were allowed to play under a neutral name, not under the VP tag because of the ties to the oligarchy and all that stuff. But obviously, they chose not to, so they were disqualified. So it kind of made the the group stage a little weird in that regard because group, yeah, group B, B only had four teams. Yeah. Only had four teams. Uh, but yeah, really glad to see Boom Esports do well on a LAN. Um, it's it's always nice to have an SCA team that is just really good. Like last year it was T1. They showed very consistently that they were one of the best teams in the world. And I, what Secret's not, not looking that good though. They don't look mm. terrible, but it feels like, I mean, maybe this is better for them because it feels like they always peak early. Like in years past, they would do really, really well. Obviously, they did do very well at TI, but they were like, if we don't, like, let's not forget, they were winning literally every tournament while COVID was happening, right? For like a full year, yeah. they're winning everything. And it kind of just wasted their prime almost in some ways. Uh, but maybe it's better now that they're just not doing as hot uh, in the earlier stage of the year. But only time... Uh, we'll tell. Yeah. It, it, has there ever been a team that was dominant the entire season and then won TI? Navi. There Which, was no yeah. season before. TI. There was no season. <laughs> in Alliance Pumps. TI3? Yeah. They were good going in at least. They were, I don't know how long they were good for. They weren't. Am I not? Am I wrong? Weren't they the favorites at TI3? They were. They were the favorites, but I'm just thinking about how long the season was, right? Like, was it, were they dominant for eight months, or was it just on power I rankings would, that they just won a star ladder or something, right? I think Wings as well. Wings, but oh yeah, Wings. Wings were is, good. They won two or three tournaments before TI, I think. They were really fucking good. Yeah, Wings, and then definitely not OG. How, how good were Liquid before TI7? Mmm... Yeah, they, definitely not OG. Both of OG's of... wins came off of no tournament wins. But OG had been winning majors, right? In general. They'd been winning majors, but not they didn't team. They didn't do it with that team. And the years that they won the majors, the TI did not look good for them. All right? four so. majors they won, if I'm not mistaken. Seb was the coach. So this is totally different. Yeah, and Fly was playing, right? Yeah. That was the the old one, yeah. Uh, some of them with Moon Meander, some with Miracle and so yeah, yep, that, yep. that was Galaxy, I keep wanting to call it Galaxy Battle, Gamers Galaxy Invitational in Dubai. Yep. Uh, I, again, didn't get to catch that much, but the, the amount that I did see from the panel, like Resolution, I have to give him a shout out. I think it was his first English, first event as an English commentator, did mm -hmm. really good. He, he He's good. The thing good, that you yeah. guys don't see behind the scenes is... Like when we picked him up on the original DC, this was like, well, we picked him up when AUI was still on the roster and then AUI and Boba went to EG. Yeah, I think, yeah, 20, yes. Um, he came over to the US, stayed at our house. His English, it wasn't terrible. He could speak, but he struggled a lot, right? He'd have to think mm -hmm. before he spoke. And in the six years since, I mean, his English is really good. He's he's gotten so yeah. much more comfortable. He's obviously a very good player, so he can talk about the game eloquently. And I hope to see him. I want to work an event with Resolution there. Can we make that happen? Uh, that's the thing, though. What you just said is actually not true, right? What? You said he's a really good player, so he can talk about the game eloquently. That's not the case. That's He can do that because he's good at talking, right? Well, that... Okay, sure. There, a lot of people I cannot just, do that. True. Right, because there's a lot of pros that are insanely good at the game but are not good on camera or don't have charisma that makes them engaging and interesting to like listen to you. or watch or talk to Man, yeah example yeah. perfect example i i've fooled people for years and i it keeps working but i i don't know i don't know i don't have anything going for me really i guess i have luck going for me that's good um you do have good luck 
No, but he's, uh, I, I think, like you said, something that I think can really happen to people if they speak a different language is that it can hit the charisma, right? Because if you're speaking fluently in your native language, it's way easier to communicate your exact thoughts and seem confident. Yeah. Uh, but I think Resolution, even though he was speaking English and it was his first English broadcast, he really seemed like he was in his element and knew what he was talking about. So it didn't really hinder him at all. That was awesome to see. Um, yeah, he was definitely good. By the way, speaking of the panel, I don't know if this is something you have thought about, like critically. Did you notice the camera shot they used for the panel? It was very. Did far you think away. about it? Right. So I have this theory that there's like cultural norms for how you present a panel in general, and that that just spills over into esports. Because I don't know if you've noticed what it does, what they do at Chinese tournaments, for example. So in Western tournaments, the shots we generally have have the camera framed so that the people take up as much of the space as possible without like while still having the entire person within the frame right in chinese productions there's a shitload of empty space above mm. to make it look more like grand and in this this felt like some sort of a middle ground between the two this wasn't like as much air above but still the camera shot was really wide and therefore the people there was also quite a lot of air above them mm. and it felt like it was because they wanted to show the entire desk as if like the desk was the focus rather than the people do you know what i mean uh, yes D but it, it these it's just different I, I don't know if this is like maybe a lot of people didn't even think about it or this is the norm that they're used to but for me this really stands out when there is uh other productions in different regions am i really wrong different. that production was by we play am i wrong that's what uh, I, I think it was yeah it was, so that's why, I'd, but I'm assuming the setup wasn't done by them. Well, they they can have a different setup, but the camera angle they have full control over. I would assume so. Maybe, maybe, yeah. But the desk that was created, right? If they show up and they're the production company and they're like, they get these like assets to work with, like, hey, here's the desk that you guys are going to be producing with, mm. and the desk is like giga wide. Then they have two options for the camera shot. Either they cut the desk short and have people sit tighter so you don't see the edges of the desk, or they use the entire desk, in which case they True. have to make a wide-angle shot, right? Yeah. I don't know. Like, we play productions I've been at have had way smaller desks where we sit like we usually do at Western events. So, yeah. I just found it interesting. Yeah, I noticed it. I, th I think it... I'm trying to... I'm trying to decide on whether this is in a, like because i'm biased <laughs> and i'm used to a certain way or mm -hmm. if it's actually how i feel like outside of that perspective but it made it look cheaper it made it mm -hmm. look cheap for some reason and i don't know why like i it, it feels like you have this talent you should be zoomed in a bit maybe if it's me you don't want to zoom in that's perfectly understandable but uh you can zoom in on the double chin if nothing else but yeah, that, that's a good point. That's interesting. Uh, but that was Galaxy... That was Gamers Galaxy, Game, yes. God damn good it. Job. Galaxy Battles 3. That was in Dubai. Seemed pretty successful. No, it wasn't. It was Gamers Galaxy. <laughs> Gamers Galaxy. All right, got it. Next thing on the list is a very cool story, Cinderin. So mm -hmm. the DPC, obviously we had a bunch of uh, qualifiers to get into Div 2 for each respective region. And from the Western Europe region, we had the first team, and they're named Winter Bears, the first ever professional Dota 2 team that is all Middle Eastern. I think the closest we got was when Weeha was on Nigma. It was four out of five. Now we have five out of five, and all of them are Iranian, which obviously me being half Persian is... A point of pride here. That's fucking cool. That is really, really cool. Um, I don't even... I'll be perfectly honest. The last time I talked to people that played in Iran, played Dota, they had to play like on a VPN because of all the restrictions. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I mean, I assume they're playing from Iran. I guess I don't know 100% sure on that one, but they're at the very least a full Iranian team, which is very cool. So they're going to be in Div 2 for... Uh, the Western Europe DPC. I hope if we get to cast any of these uh, Div 2 games at, for that region, that would be super hype for me. would love that. Yeah, it's really, it's it's very recognizable names for me, at least four out of five. These are just, you know, high-ranked 
uh, pub players. They don't have much competitive experience, but I recognize the names. I had no idea that all of these players are Iranian. That's kind of cool. Apparently, the manager, um, media managers in chat, Mr. Ronan, said that they all played from Iran with very bad ping. That's crazy. Because there's no Middle Eastern region, right? Obviously, that mm-hmm. is, I'm assuming Valve would agree with this. They would want that to be a thing. There just aren't enough players to... I mean, we've had a bunch of people like Kuro. Uh, well, I guess... Weha is he I know he's half Syrian, half Romanian. He I think he lived in Romania and probably still does, so maybe that doesn't count. But a lot of people from Jordan, like very scattered, but not a ton. Not enough to make like an actual region out of it. But hopefully that, that happens at some point. That not, definitely could well happen over time, I think. Um I guess worth noting in the speaking of this story, just the other teams that qualified, right? So there were three teams that qualified to division two. Uh, the other team that we'll be seeing is a fan favorite in Goon Squad. Uh, that is Charlie, Limp, S4, Hanskin, and Peksu. Um, got the other first place spot. So there were basically two first place spots, and then they didn't play for who got overall first, because it doesn't matter. Uh, and those two teams were Goon Squad and the team you just mentioned, Winter Bear. And then third place, which also will go to Division 2 out of the lower bracket, uh, was Ivy, which is has three German players, actually. Uh, so it has Mobe, Cube. I think Cube a lot of people recognize from pubs. JM Vincento, uh, Max from Kyrgyzstan, and Low Skill from Hungary. Pretty interesting country representation, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. What, what other Kyrgyzstan players have we had? I'm putting you on the spot. You won't remember this. I, have no I idea. feel like there's been one. I have no idea. Uh, can who I ask is you it? a question? Maybe you can look this up while you're on uh, Liquipedia. What about Hungary, actually? How many UK players are there? Are there more Iranian players now than UK? In DPC? Yeah. That's got to be less now, which is crazy to think about. Probably less UK. Like yeah. the only, like, again, like it, part of it is like heritage. Yes. Part of it is like citizenship. I don't know. It depends on what people want to identify as. Like Kuro, I don't know actually what he identifies as because he's like for the longest time, it, I thought he was German, but he's full-blooded Iranian. And then I'm half, and then Insania is full. So, mm-hmm. to my knowledge, we're the only three people that have been in the scene that have been Persian that are like. And then there's some streamers and whatnot, but UK. I don't know why I brought that up. I just remember people, like a lot of people, hoping that they could get some UK blood in. I know there's a couple players, but yeah, Middle East is catching oh, it's up. Been a, the UK is way more represented now than it was a few years ago because then sure. it had zero. So yes. it's definitely better. And so did Iran, right? Except, you know, the examples you mentioned in, in Senia and Kuro. Um, Indeed. Okay. All right. Uh, next thing on the list, a Valve employee, Mr. Eric L. Valve. I don't know if he wants me to say his actual name, but he posted on Reddit with 6,300 upvotes asking people to submit comments on spring cleaning bugs and quality of life features. And this thread has 3,167 comments as of this time. They're going to fix all of it. Of course, of course. Uh, I figured we take this time to go over maybe a couple of them that we found interesting. Obviously, this is very good news. Hopefully, this is in addition to, because there's another post that we're not going to get into, but the, the... performance of dota being horribly bad right now in general hopefully that's mm-hmm. included in the spring cleaning which i think it is uh is there anything from this list that you want to talk about because i did make a post in here with a video showing <laughs> a very specific bug did you see it uh no i didn't see your post i've seen some of the responses in here so there's this bug that happens to me like all the time where i'm moving a neutral item from my inventory that's being used to my backpack, swapping it with something that I just picked up, right? So mm-hmm. I do that, and then I quickly right-click the item that's now in my stash and return to base. But yeah. instead, it sends the item that I just equipped because I do it too fast. It doesn't register in time. CSGO pros, man. It's just insane APM. See, that, what I said was, I'm, I'm an old man. My reaction time is not good anymore. How am I the only person complaining about it? <laughs> happens to me legit twice a game probably like i have to physically just wait and do it that's crazy i don't think i've had that happen a single time well you're old apparently yeah i guess so um yeah i i I just wanted 
I just wanted to say, like, out of the spring cleaning, if you want to make it a separate thing, the optimization, I think that's the number one most important thing that they could do is make the game run better. Yeah. Um, but from the perspective of just cleaning things up, I think. What do you think are like the most glaring oversights? I don't know if you want to use the comments and just use the upvoted ones as inspiration. Because I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the ratings here, if you want to call it that, with no, what's most upvoted and how important it is. Mm. Um, I bet you're... Did you make a comment about removing neutral items as a quality of life? That would be really good quality of life. No, <laughs> but... So I think whenever you do the cleaning, like the obvious things that just need to be fixed, right? Dota plus quests that refer to spells heroes don't even have. It's just mm. like... It just looks bad, right? So that one 100% needs to be fixed for all heroes, and they can maybe automate it somehow. I don't know what they would do uh, so that they don't have to manually fix it every time they change a hero, uh, but they, it could just pull from a parameter that is about the... I guess they will have to manually, actually. They will have to do that. Too bad. Um, Rubik Arcana doesn't have all the new spells. I'm sure that's going to happen as well. Again, it just looks bad that that hero doesn't have for everyone when it's supposed to. Um... Tons of strings that are incorrect with text. Lots of spells that just say NPC underscore Dota underscore hero underscore blah, blah, blah. That isn't pulling from the right directory. Uh, spells that show incorrect numbers. Spells that don't have proper descriptions like Primal Beast Shard. Throw a rock, it stuns. <laughs> how about telling me how far I can throw it? How I long it stuns one. for? I love that one. Stuff like that. Please, um, if, Valve, if you're like, watching, fix all of that except for that one example that Cinderin made. I would personally, I would take that as a favor. Thank you in advance. Yeah. So all of those things clean up. Uh, one of the most upvoted things was to change the mute button back. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. I feel like this new UI is specifically only done for Steam Deck. So make it a toggle then. Let us choose between uh, the old system and the new one for Steam Deck. I mean, you want to talk um, about that for a moment? Because they, mm -hmm. they would have changed it back if they wanted to already. I think so, too. But it's just like it's so reason? demanded by the community. It's like the w number one thing. Yeah, but what's the reason to have it? I don't because, know. Except because, Steam Deck. No, that that's not really. I don't think that's even an excuse because I'm trying to remember what they had. They had some other thing in addition to that mute thing when it first got introduced and they changed it back to being oh if you if we notice you have a controller then it enables that type of option i can't remember what okay. it was because they actually posted on reddit saying oops forgot to disable that for regular keyboard users or whatever so it's like so there there must be a reason that it's enabled by default or it, i shouldn't say enable it's just forced on everybody is it to give you that extra moment to think about whether you want to mute somebody are you sure you want to mute Maybe they should add a little um, captcha thing, you know, <laughs> click every picture that has a car in order to properly mute this player. Click every picture with a moron and then there's just pictures and then one of them is the steam picture of the person you're trying to mute. Perfect. I like that. There you go. Uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, there might be something like psychological about having to do the extra step that it maybe disincentivizes people from snap muting or whatever. Like, I'm sure they will have some data about people's mute usage. I would just say from my own perspective, it makes literally zero difference, except that I have to click more buttons. There's not a single time that I'm in doubt whether I want to mute someone or not. And then I just click the extra buttons, which is annoying. I think so, whoever put that in probably like, watches too much Eternal Envy because he just auto mutes his whole team every game beginning of the game right isn't that just a setting you can put in dota though what mute, mute all communication or something oh i didn't even know that okay i think you can do that you can just mute your team prior to starting the why game. why doesn't he do that <laughs> i don't know if he does it literally every game prior then he might as well do it i, mean, as I haven't setting. watched him in a while so maybe he's changed it up but yeah. interesting mm. um yeah, what else is there? I think those are to me are the the number one things. Uh, but the the one that trumps everything is obviously general performance. I if I could choose to have like weird buggy text or whatnot, but then have plus ten or fifteen FPS in the game and have shorter load times for people, I would take the load times any day of the week. So if they had to you're saying funnel the their effort in, you're saying the incorrect text is related to having lower FPS. 
No, I'm saying if I had to choose, if they had a hundred work hours to improve this, just as an example, they obviously have more, right? A thousand work hours for this, mm-hmm. then I would put as much as possible into performance optimization first, even if it's at the expense of some of the other stuff not I mean, getting fixed. I feel like they probably already think- do this, but why wouldn't you just outsource all tooltip related stuff to the community? Somebody like people do it on Wiki for free. Why wouldn't they do it for the official game? I don't know. Maybe they do that for the translations, but I don't think the English client does that. Because then it would be better. (laughs) Honestly. I mean, I'm trying to think of a downside because Valve would still have to approve it, probably, which is fine. But somebody else is doing all the work, so it just frees you up to do other stuff. But I don't know. Who knows such things? So yeah, that update hopefully will come out at some point. Um, And hopefully it comes with the FPS D. Or increasing FPS. Increase, <laughs> yes. More of that. Okay, that's all the Dota stuff we have. This is going to be a super short episode. So, figured we'd talk about Elden Ring, which mm-hmm. is a new MMO. Well, no. It's not technically new, I guess. It's not an MMO either. Oh, wait, I'm thinking of shit. Or, no, wait, it's not an MMO. What's the game? Oh, my God. I'm sounding like such an idiot because I don't play any other games. What's the game that came out that was in? Lost Ark. Yeah, Lost Ark. That's the one that's Lost Ark was an MMO, and we did talk about that already. Yeah. Okay. Just Elden Ring is not an MMO. Okay. MMO. Uh, Got it. It is an open world RPG, I guess. Uh, what is it? Would be the classification. What would you say it's similar to? Give me a game. That I know. Dark Souls. Okay, give me another game. Zelda. Another game. Who doesn't know Zelda? That reaction is how I feel about everything about you, Cinderin. Okay? That reaction is The Matrix. It's not watching In Bruges for a year I've and a half. I've watched The Matrix. I've watched In Bruges. That's right, Shannon, right there. You, that you, makes you, me feel so good, actually. That makes me feel so good. I actually cannot believe... Wait, what consoles did you have growing up? Did you have an SNES? Yeah, I had original Nintendo, then SNES, And you had none of the Zelda games ever no. on any of your I've consoles? I've literally or... never played a Zelda game in my life. I've that never, is actually unbelievable. I've never played Pokemon on any level as well, including the trading card wow. game and all that garbage. Never watched the cartoons. Didn't do Beanie Babies either, in case you're wondering. Uh this conversation is actually really good. This is making me feel better about all the abuse I've taken from you. Because it's like, you have your holes too in like your <laughs> gaming lore. Yeah, I agree. It's I, incredible I that you've it. had an in, so many Nintendo systems and everything, and you've never played Pokemon or Zelda. That's I, incredible. I actually, wow. fully admit to it. Now, having said that, I've never liked RPGs of any kind, so I've stayed away from them in like general. Fa- Fate, that's true. Fable and Jade Empire are the two. Big exceptions. Okay. Anyway, um, continue. Elden Ring. I guess the best way I could explain it. Now, I guess you wouldn't necessarily get this then, but it's kind of like a hybrid of Dark Souls or the Soul the Souls genre. And the best comparison I could draw, based on my experience so far, is probably Zelda Breath of the Wild. So basically, it's a it's an open world RPG. You make a character at the beginning of the game, and then similar to the Souls games, you are adventuring out into the world, you're exploring areas, you're fighting bosses and enemies, you're getting souls so that you can level up, get stronger, find better weapons, get stronger, blah, 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 find better spells. Uh, the difference between this and the other Souls games uh, in particular is the open world setting. The other Souls games have been way more constrained, and I wouldn't necessarily say more linear, but because that depends on the game, but it's like the scope of the game is much smaller. Um, this game is huge. There's so much space and there's so much empty space where in Dark Souls in general, this, the rooms are very condensed. Like if you play an area, you will have very little actual downtime where nothing is happening. Whereas in this game, there's a lot of like just taking in the environment, looking at like the aesthetic of the game is really awesome so far. I've only played like two and a half hours, but... Um, it's it's it looks really great. It's third person um, perspective. Yes, it's third person. How different uh, is it to um, Skyrim? Uh, yeah, Skyrim is a decent comparison as well with like the open world aspect. That's similar. Okay. Have you played that? I have actually. Okay, so yeah, the open world is like that, but the combat in Skyrim—that's what really makes the Souls games different. Uh, the combat is totally different. The level up system is totally different. The bosses are a thing, right? Skyrim doesn't really have bosses in the same way that this game does. Mm. Um, so, 
but yeah, it's uh, so far great. I don't want to give it a rating yet because I've played so little. Uh, but I love the other Souls games, with the exception of Bloodborne, because it runs like shit. Um, yep. So you've ranted about that one before. So so far, uh, so far, I'm hopeful that I will really enjoy this. I can tell you that Susie has played for like I think. So she was really excited about this game coming out as well. She played like 65 hours, I think, and she's not done with the game yet. Um, she's just been fiending that on the PS5. She likes to play on console. Uh, I got it for, for Steam so I could play it on my PC. And even though my PC's like six years old or something by now, I could run and stream it on pretty decent settings with my PC. So if you have a newer rig, even like the game got a lot of criticism on release for not being optimized for PC. I don't think it's fully optimized yet, but it actually it, it runs. It definitely runs and is totally playable. Um, so I enjoyed my time so far. It's a it's a very promising and good game. I'm glad to hear it, Cinderin. You have to give us your review once you've played some more. Sure. All right, let's move Shannon, on. Shannon, you okay, here's uh huh. You have I'm not gonna do it. Okay, here's here's the thing. All right. In the comments on YouTube, mm. you guys get to vote for a Zelda game that Sunsfan has to pick or has to play. Any Why? Zelda game. Why would I play The it? one that has the most likes, Shannon will play, and he will give his rating of what that gameplay experience was like. How much do I have to play it? No Zelda games are really long except Breath of the Wild, but they're not going to give you Breath of the Wild. Okay, if they and- give you Breath of the Wild, you have to play five hours. And why? Why would and I, you might even like it and play more? Why would I play it? Are they all RPGs? Man, do you do you still have any of your old systems? Actually, uh, no, sadly. Oh fuck! The it would oldest be cool I if have you could play it on original, original SNES or something. And yeah. Find the cartridge for it. I do have an arcade downstairs, though. Probably has something on it. Oh, does it, oh that might have Zelda on it, or probably does. Uh, would it? Does it have other SNES games and stuff? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's got. Well, I'm lot. curious. Okay, so I'm sure everybody will tell you to play Breath of the Wild, and they shouldn't. Because you're an old gamer, Shannon, so you should play one of the old Zelda games. Like, okay. Either the really old SNES ones or the Game Boy ones. Ugh. God. I. Pr- I- it's actually alternatively possible. we can just scratch the whole idea and you play Pokemon. Red, what? blue, or yellow. It's possible. It is entirely possible that I've played Zelda on the Game Boy when I was like seven. I don't remember, but okay. I know I I didn't like any of those types of games. They're all I don't know. I just can't get into them. So looking forward to ignoring a lot of comments and chat. Okay, so Patreon mailbag. We have a question. From Frosty, crazy question I thought about and would like to hear you and Sin talk about maybe since Patch is coming. This was sent quite a while ago. What are your thoughts about removing BKB from the game? Obvious answer is it needs to exist, and I do agree, but I wanted to hear you guys talk about potential replacement slash alternative ideas. So I rant Um, about BKB all the time on my stream, Sindarin, because I find it annoying that you just have to buy it literally every game. And I, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean I want it deleted from the game, which I think people seem to think, some people at least, and I don't know why. I just think mm-hmm. it's too good right now. It's just too freaking good. Uh, right. So it's really more about balance. I do think, I mean, he said, don't give the boring answer if it's a necessary evil, because it is. But status resist was put in the game to give you another option, kind of. Yes. Which has done a decent I, job of. I specifically think they invented that system because BKB was bought so often, and they were like, and then, it's too one-dimensional. And I can appreciate that line of thought. I, I know I'm probably still in the minority that thinks status resistance. I, I just den- genuinely don't really enjoy the concept of it. But I appreciate what it's trying to do to be a replacement or an alternative, like you said, to BKB. Because it's true. Like BKB has been, together with like Blink Dagger and Boots, it's probably been the item in Dota for 15 years. Right? It's like the constant every patch this item is important always so 
Yeah, it's had its phases when it's been less popular, but you will almost never see a pro game go past 25 minutes without this item bought, right? It's just always there on one or more heroes. And that's because of how important stuns and silences are. So, yeah. They've nerfed it multiple times, right? Over the last years. It got more expensive. It got the duration nerf when you use it more times. Uh, it's had cooldown changes. It's had all sorts of stuff, and it still remains relevant. I don't know. Like, in terms of cost efficiency, this is easily the single worst item you can buy in the ba- in the game for its stats, and it's not even close. Like, the stats are absolutely awful for 4k gold, but the active is everything. And if you entertain the idea that this gave zero stats entirely, people would probably still buy it for 4k. Yep. So... So I I don't know what direction you want to nerf it in. Like that's something you could so do. You in could... addition to the stats resist, they've come out with so, like if you go way way back to Dota one, there wasn't like nearly as many items. You buy BKB, and then the mm-hmm. the only other item you would think about is Lincoln's. I don't know if you remember that Lincoln's was very popular, like much more popular than it is now. Now you have like Glimmer yeah. Cape. You have uh, like Lotus. These are ways to like spell reflect in some fashion. There, there's more options. It's like a lot of them are cheaper for the supports, which makes sense. So there's yeah. a little bit more variety, but BKB is still literally every game. And I think the issue that I have currently, and maybe it's just because games are faster, but in the last year, not, okay, it's not, it's since TI, really. Mm-hmm. It feels like second item BKB is literally every game on both teams, and that is a bit annoying. Uh, which, I mean, this. I don't think BKB is a problem inherently because I think they put a lot of options mm-hmm. in the game, but just the timing of it, I don't like right now. So if it's, if it's too early, is the solution just to make it more expensive and work the same way? Do you think? Like, what if BKB costs another 400 gold, as an example? Right, when's the last time they've changed BKB in any way? This just the, it went from 10 to 5 to 9 to 6. Right. That's yeah. Is that the last thing? Like, have they changed the recipe in ten years? Yeah, they have. Things have definitely changed. What did it used to be? That. Oh, you mean the components or the price? The components. Oh, I'm trying to remember what old BKB that, was. Oh, that's a long time ago for sure. Right, like, these components talk, have been I'll there look for it a very up. Long time. I'll look it up. Yeah. So th- these have been the components for a very long time. Uh, the price has changed multiple times, and the cooldown has changed, and the duration, like you talked about, has changed. Um, then there was the time when they, when you couldn't sell it to buy a new one. If you yeah. remember that, was yep. also a thing. God, that was... Um, yeah. That carries would do late game. But yeah, like overall, this item has not changed very much. I want to say in the last two or three years, it's mainly been, like, it's been the duration thing. Uh, which, I mean, I don't know, maybe that is a big... When was the last time? When did it go from 10 to 5? All right, I'm actually looking at all... It feels like it's like, like three years ago the already. The entire patch note of BKB, it goes yeah. back to version 5.5, but mm-hmm. like all of it is basically one page of text, which if you think about how long of a period that is, that's not that many notes. No. Um, so what am I looking for? The buying and selling? So No, six... it's just if the components were ever different. Right. Uh, okay, so... Well, in case you're wondering, in 6.84, that's when you could sell BKB. Right. Um, let's see. Recipe costs has always changed slightly. Like, there's not that many changes. Mm-hmm. Reducing Mithril Hammer. Okay. So, old recipe was Broadsword, Ogre Axe, Recipe. I'd used to use Broadsword. So, it... I mean, very similar, though. When was that? That was 6.55, or that's when they changed it to the current one, 6.55. Oh my god, that's so long ago. Yes. That's like... Alright, let me guess the year. Can you see the year? Uh, Let's see. Dota 6.55, when would that have been? That's way before I Dota th- 2. Okay, I, yeah, I have it. Go ahead I and guess. I'm going to say 2000 Nine. Eight. 2008. October of 2008. So 2008, BKB have had the same components for 14 years. Apparently in 6.06... That's pretty amazing. In 6.06, it would give you 200 health when you activate it, and 5 armor, and 30 attack damage. <laughs> it was probably pretty good back then. 
Yeah. That was a totally different time. Like your entire framework of Dota that you have now doesn't apply for that logic anymore. Okay. It sounds broken. And but the it might last note that I'll mention is 5.65. Yeah. It didn't used to have a recipe, apparently. So it used to be the broadsword, uh, ogre axe, or ogre club, I think it was called. And mm -hmm. the upgrader item, which was 1,500 gold. And I'm trying to remember what this item did. Was that just the recipe replacement? I don't even remember this item. Let's see. Prior to version 5.65, upgradable items did not use any recipe scrolls. Instead, smaller upgradable items were combined by basic item components, while some medium and most bigger upgradable items used an item called upgrader. The upgrader, 1,500 gold. The upgrader itself had absolutely no effect at all and acted as a common recipe scroll for many items. Hmm. Oh, okay. And it uses the old Lincoln Sphere icon, looks like. So, okay. Uh, so, yeah, well, what BKB, you, okay, very little let's, changes. Let's, let's get back to BKB. What would you do with it now? <laughs> uh, what do you think is the way to nerf it? I think increasing the cost, like, by 300 maybe would help. And I think... Where do you increase it, the cost? Do you make the recipe even more expensive? This is an insanely expensive recipe. Yeah, but it's if it's purchased literally every game as a second mm -hmm. item on your course, right? Then yes, it needs to be nerfed in some way. Or like, there's the other side where you need to change the meta so that people aren't worried about losing in twenty. I, I don't know what you do. Like that's just such an abstract issue, right? Abstract way to look at it. Mm -hmm. So we're just looking at the item itself. Make it more expensive. And I think, so it goes from nine to six, right? So maybe make it from eight to five. Can start with that. Is five seconds they really that both. bad? Yeah, of course. Okay. It's still good. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. I think it's still good, yeah. Like, at what point do you think it's not purchased? Let's just forget about the, the cost. The seconds duration, let's say they keep nerfing it over and over. At what point do people stop buying it? If it starts on five seconds, I think they might not buy it anymore, for example. Okay. Until, like, super late game, I could still see it being purchased for value. But I think if it's that bad, you buy stats, probably. And status resistance, that, if it's that bad from the beginning. Okay, so what do you think? Okay, if that were the case, would mm -hmm. you dislike that game more than... How it is now? Um, that sounds interesting I, I to think, have a BKB as kind of a luxury late game. Maybe I buy it, maybe I don't, right? I feel like it's one of those things where just instinctively when you hear it, it might sound good, but it will totally shake up the game in such a crazy way with what heroes are good and why. And it might actually end up making the game... Ironically, more one-dimensional than you feel like it is now because of BKB. Because mm -hmm. if this item was super bad, imagine what, how heroes would be picked and what heroes would be prioritized, right? Like, to put the argument to the test, let's say we remove BKB. I think drafting would be so insanely stun and burst heavy every game. Um, because that would be, it would be really difficult to counterplay it in any way. Um, so strategies would be more streamlined. I think BKB actually promotes diverse strategies because you can buy it on every strategy and hmm. counter specific things. So uh, if it was 500 gold more expensive and did the same as it does now, I think people would still buy it, but it just looks weird to have a recipe cost 2k gold. So I would rather have it use other components then and make it a bit, little bit better on the stats. Um but still more expensive, then I still think the item is overall worse if it did a little more damage or had a little more strength but cost 500 gold mm. uh, more. Um, that would be one way. Your idea of going from 8 to 5 is also fine. Like, it's just, it's more nerfs that it's still going to be relevant and it's still going to be bought. Um, I don't know. It's... It's interesting. I, actually, I, <laughs> I bet they've been thinking about this for years. Like Yeah, I'm sure. And they've come up with some elegant stuff, right? I think the duration decreasing over time and the cooldown changing, which they had, which they don't have anymore, were interesting ways of solving it. And um, But yeah, I, I do think it is... Um, it is a good item for the game to have, for sure. So it needs to not be too bad. But it can be worse. Yep, I agree. Okay, uh, so 
we're going to end with a random topic that I thought of before the podcast, since this was kind of a light episode. So, Cinderin, we're going to both answer this mm-hmm. question that I created out of thin air. You are a death row inmate. You get a final meal. What do you choose to have? So, do they do this in... Well, I guess you, they don't... Do they have death row in here? don't have death row here, buddy. <laughs> that's not a thing. All right, that's that's too bad. But let, let's just say you did. Do you know how it works? Like, what I just wrote, does that make sense? What do you mean? So, when you're on death row, works? you're on, like... Yeah. When you're on death row, it means you've been convicted of something horrible. You will die. Yeah. And usually Capital you're, punishment. Usually you're there for like 10 to 20 years. Like it's a long ass time just waiting to die. Uh, and then they always like, I can't say this like with 100% certainty that it is like this, it is like this, but I'm pretty sure because literally every movie I've ever seen that mentions stuff like this talks about it the same way, which is the the person the day before they get killed gets to ask for a final meal or maybe it's mm-hmm. day of, I don't know. And they can go like crazy. Like it's not just one thing. And the prison, like the people cooking it, take it very seriously. Right. Like they mm-hmm. get, I don't know if they bring people from the outside. I highly doubt it's like prison cooks. So they probably get some company or whatever that makes this final meal. And it's not just like, okay, I want a burger. It's like a platter, like a big shit ton of stuff that you really want to eat before you die. So what would you choose in that final meal? So first of all, the fact that this is in like every movie doesn't mean it reflects reality, right? It might just be a movie trope because it's like a, a thing, right? I don't know. But let's, it, let's say like it's I real. Said, it's possible, but I'm actually mm-hmm. pretty confident this is a real thing. I'm pretty confident. Okay. Uh, I think I would have tomato soup with tomatoes on the side. Thought you were going to take this seriously. I got a whole okay, meal I planned. Will. I'll right. take it seriously. But here's what's difficult about answering this question, Shannon. Because if I was in that position, I would want to try food that I haven't had before. Because I love exploring and experiencing new stuff. So how will I answer this question? I'll be like, get me the most exotic shit. Give me a list of a hundred really exotic foods. And I will pick from that. And I will only pick things I've never had before. I will not pick something I've had. Because I would want to try something new. So I can't really answer it. Does that make sense? It makes sense. That is the stupidest fucking answer you could have possibly come up with. Why is that stupid? You are about... So you would you probably spent 20 years waiting to die, figuring mm-hmm. out what you want to eat on this final day, and you probably still wouldn't even figure it out in that time frame. Like, the whole idea is that you get something that you know for a fact that you really fucking like. It's the best things you've ever experienced that you want to re-experience okay. again. That's the whole point. You... You going out and wanting fermented shark, you're going to hate that shit. You're going to be unhappy before you de- at least <laughs> have some happiness. That's going to be on their list. <laughs> have you had fermented shark, Cinderin? I have not. Okay. I have not, no. Does that sound like something you might want to try? Possibly. I would like to see the whole li- I would like to see the menu, sir. So is that actually your answer? You're going to get new stuff? I mean, that's fine. It's, it's just um, weird. Yeah. Okay. In all honesty, I would probably... So you said you can have anything you want, right? Yeah, literally anything. Yeah, so I would have I would have a lot of things I haven't had before that would sound really appealing and interesting, and then I would okay. have like two or three things that I have had before that I love, I guess. Would you like to be specific? Mike? That's the entire point of this exercise. I would like to have a very nice uh, porterhouse steak, medium rare. Okay. Closer to rare, somewhere between medium rare and rare. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, what else would I have? Some awesome sushi. Sashimi, primarily. Oh, what's that meat I had at the sushi place? Uh, you had yakiniku. Oh, yeah, that was good. Would that be in your on your list? Probably not. Okay. It was good, though. Um, and I guess some sort of really, really nice duck, I guess. I really like meat, so whenever I have to think of like okay. stuff I really and enjoy with food. What to, for drinks and what for dessert? Oh God! I mean, okay. I'm telling you, they um, go ham on this thing. They go really right, ham. right. Uh, I mean, you're gonna take Coke with cherry grenadine, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, you can do the same if you'd like. <laughs> uh, I didn't expect to have to think this much about it. It's something that you love to talk about, which is food. Sure, absolutely. Uh, 
Definitely amaretto sour. Really nice amaretto sour okay. as a drink. And then similarly, I would also like to try some drinks I haven't had before. Both alcoholic and non-alcoholic. Fermented shark uh, juice. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely amaretto sour, 100%, if it's really well made. Okay. And then... <laughs> You know, you also got to be strategic, Shannon, because you got to be able to eat it. So I would probably also take water just so I don't get too full and can't finish my food. Because you're on a timer here. Water makes you more full. Than other drinks? Well, no. You probably drink once you're done eating, is my guess. You don't need to drink something, right? So Why? maybe I'll die. go for. Who gives a shit? Okay, Shannon, you're not hearing the message here. You have X hours before you get killed, and you need to eat all the lovely stuff you want. The yeah. more of that space you take up with drinks, the less you can eat. No, I understand that. So That's, you want a simple drink for me, that doesn't the, fill the you drink around. is kind of the dessert. Like, you can eat more if you don't drink anything. That's my point. Water would not be on my list. Okay, you're done. Okay. You're done? Uh, dessert. <laughs> oh, that's right. You would, only, you would be the one to take 20 minutes figuring this shit out. You asked me to take it seriously. Now you can't complain that I am. That Okay, touche. I've never thought about this in my entire life because, I, first of all, I wouldn't come into crime that would get me there. And secondly, I'm in Denmark, so I wouldn't even be on death row. <laughs> um, True. Uh, you know what? I'll think while you give some of yours then. Wow. How about that? Okay. Uh, okay. You've thought about this your whole life. Also, I, how to commit I the crime. I started thinking about this earlier, and I'm trying to – I know I'm going to miss some stuff. So you can basically order whatever you want. Um so I'm gonna order all my favorite stuff. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, of course, some sort of a. I mean, there's a specific type of cheeseburger that I really love at this specific restaurant. I would 100% get that one. Um, make it nice, medium, you know. With uh, always have ketchup on the side just in case. You can lather it up with whatever you want. I would want some vermicelli noodles with beef and egg rolls. Uh, those are. Anytime I go to a Vietnamese restaurant, it is S tier. I would definitely get some Masuman curry, uh, Thai curry, that is. And I would get oh. some uh, Indian curry as well, chicken tikka masala. And I can go as spicy as I want because it doesn't matter if I shit myself, right? I can go true ham here. Like, it I'll might be... make for more of a spectacle when That's it comes right. to the ceremony. That is true. I can make a make a real name for myself there. Um, let's see what else. And I, okay. I want some, cause you're in prison for a while. So you probably haven't had good food, like normal food anyway. So probably get some pepperoni, pineapple and green pepper, uh, pizza with, what is that sauce that I like? It's uh, yeah, pepperoni and pineapple. That's also Susie's favorite. Pepperoni, pineapple, green peppers pizza. is my jam. Uh, thin crust, it though. Is good. And you have to have a drizzle of. It's it's called a balsamic fig glaze. It is S tier. Okay. I would drink that shit. You know what? Put the bottle there as well. I'm gonna drink that shit as a as my beverage. The uh, balsamic. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. And then. <laughs> and then the final food portion, since I'm going real ham, is a bunch of Persian food, since that's probably my favorite. Uh, I would have the there's this cherry rice that I really like. Uh, there's fesenjun, which I mean doesn't really matter for your purposes because I don't even know what's in it. And of course, some sort of uh, filet mignon kebab, which is called barg, and that I think would do it for the meal portion. You've clearly thought about this more than I have, or I'm just really bad I'm at it. literally just picking my favorite food, so it's not difficult for me at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then dessert. So dessert's a little harder. What was your drink? The fig well, glaze. Drink would be, obviously, the grenadine Coke. Coke with cherry grenadine. And yeah. then probably some sort of a, like, Oreo cookie shake. Again, I, I'll shit my, horribly shit myself from this, uh, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Uh, my last moments will be basically my entire life in a nutshell. Uh, dessert. Yeah, that's uh, the that, toughest that's one a, for me as well. That's a honestly. hard one. 
How about some good old Iranian saffron ice cream? Oh, I heard no. you really like that. Yeah, I, I love Iranian food, but Persians don't know how to make dessert. It is absolutely fucking disgusting. Uh, you like cheesecake, don't you? No, you just shit yourself. I don't. No, actually. you don't. I, no. I've been. I've always wanted to like cheesecake, and I keep trying it because I love cream cheese and I love cake. But no, I for some reason I can't get on board. I'm not sure why. I think one of my desserts would be something you would hate. It would okay. definitely be some sort of really nice lemon, lemony sugary dessert. So some sort of lemon pie. I'd probably want a lemon, lemon sorbet as well. It's so fucking good. Okay. Um, I would want a tiramisu cake. Tiramisu as well. Yep. That was sure. also mine. I'll get but a tiramisu. I would want tiramisu with Snickers and Butterfinger on top of it for no reason other than I want candy as well. You want to be remembered. Yes. Yeah, that, um, that sounds that sounds good. That sounds good. I, I think I'd like a cheese platter too. Uh, I would also really good cheese one platter. Final really thing good, I, and a port, a really good port with my cheese platter. Okay, Shannon, now I'm warming up to it. Okay. Okay. Definitely a good port for for a drink, hundred percent with the cheese platter. I think the most important part of my meal is getting a vomit bucket because then I can puke up the food and eat more. If I want, I thought you were going to say eat it again to enjoy it twice. That would have been. I've, I that's have hardcore. heard it's better second time around, but can't. I have not heard that. Can't confirm. <laughs> <laughs> can't confirm that. Thank you, Manscaped, uh, for sponsoring the podcast. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think. Oh, there's these really Americans will know what I'm talking about. There's these cookies that you always find at grocery stores that are always in the front. They're sugar cookies. They're so cheap and. Like, apparently nobody likes them. I will eat an entire fucking box if I get my hands on it. So I have to stay away. But since I'm dying anyway, you know, that sounds good to me. Get more of those sugar cookies. Good stuff. Cherry pie. Right. Cherry pie. Definitely also a selection of God-tier chocolates. You like chocolate, right? I love Snickers, yep. Do you, okay, do you like chocolate? In general, I guess, but like, I'd rather be just a candy like, bar. You know, like, okay, so you don't like, like, gift boxes with, like, different chocolates, for example. You would prefer Snickers to that. Yes, that's correct. Okay. All right. I would definitely get a selection of really nice okay, chocolates. Okay, can I ask? Okay, just real quick. I know that mm -hmm. you, what your opinion. I wonder what people, do people like those chocolates? Like, they're okay. Oh, they're so good. Do people actually prefer stuff like that versus really candy bars? Really good pralines. Bars? Yes. I, I literally prefer candy bars to any of that stuff. Am I am I just a fucking American slob? I don't know if you're an outlier on that, but I definitely know a lot of people that really like good chocolates. Or, well, that's biased, right? But expensive chocolates, let's call it that, over candy bars, for sure, as a priority. Yeah, I, expensive, yeah, expensive chocolate never impressed me. Just rather get a Snickers. But, you know, what can you do? Okay. I mean, that's good for you, honestly. If you enjoy that so much, it's really cheap. That's nice. Yeah, it's really good for my uh, my health yeah. as well. Okay, I guess that's bad for you because if you enjoy it too much, then it's too cheap to get. That's I fair. Mean, getting a heart attack before you get lethally injected might actually be a blessing. That's true. Then you actually get all the food you wanted and you died before the execution, so they didn't even get to do what they wanted. Right. So you basically just got a free meal. <laughs> That's right. I died of natural causes, and uh, yeah, that, that sounds like a good plan. Hopefully, we never end up there. But that is uh, that is the end of the episode. No, Shannon, I have a follow up question. Okay, if you had to be a death row inmate, what is the crime you would have committed to be? That's a terrible fucking question. All right, thanks for watching, everybody. <laughs> All right, until next time, uh, Suns fan and Cinder signing out. Is there even a good answer to that? I, I guess not. I would like to be... No. But even if I said wrongfully convicted, that's still terrible because then I feel even worse about that. At least if I did something, I'd understand why. All right, we're not going to answer that. Until next nope. week. It was. I didn't mean for you to answer it. I meant for you to laugh everybody. and I got it. So Thank it's good. you. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. We say things that don't Subscribe. But thanks for Subscribe. being here so